Hello, hello, and welcome back to She Is Talking. So how are you? It's been a little while since we've had a little bit of a chat and we've talked. So today I just wanted to talk to you. I wanted to share with you what is going on in my life. There's so many new things. My head, I feel like a chicken with its head cut off. It's very exciting. It's all good things. It's quite chaotic, but it's all good things. And so I really just wanted to talk to you and tell you all about it. But the theme of today's episode is manifestation, okay? I don't care if you don't believe in manifestation, all right? So before you stop the episode, it also can be how you work towards something that you want in your life. It's goal setting, okay? So you can look at it as manifesting or goal setting, whatever you wanted to look at. However you want to look at it, that's what it is, okay? So I wanted to kind of tell you about how I manifested the life that I'm living right now because I feel like I cracked the code, not to brag, Maybe not really, but I wanted to share with you because I feel like there are just so many podcasts that are like, this is how you manifest your dream life. This is how you do it. And every single time I go to listen to them because I'm like, please give me something new. Give me, give me the tip. Give me the trick. And every single time it's like, make a vision board and then your dreams will come true. Or write on a sticky note on your mirror that you love yourself and bada bing, bada boom, you love yourself. That's not how this works. And so I've been frustrated day in and day out listening to those podcasts, hoping that I would get something new. And so I feel like I've got a little bit of something here. Whether it's helpful or not, I don't know, but I hope you enjoy it nonetheless. So here I am saying that I manifested my dream life, that I have everything drawn out, but I need to start with this, that it felt like my life was falling apart. All right, I'll get into that later, but I need to start this out with, like, if you feel like, Every single time you're going towards your dream, your goal, whatever that fiery burning passion in your heart is telling you to do and you feel like you're getting sign after sign that it's telling you not to do it, well, listen to this because this kind of changed my mind about things. So I read something in this book and we'll talk a little bit about the book later, but it's You Are a Badass by Jen Cincinnero. But basically, she talks about in one of the chapters that your brain self-sabotages so you want to stay in your comfort zone. Your brain is uncomfortable with the the newness of things. And so your brain will try to trick you and put you back into that self-sabotaging state to keep you in your comfort zone. So she is a life coach and she says that she has had so many people that have gone through this too. So she gives a couple of stories. So I'm going to share them with you really quick. But she said that one man that she worked with he was working in a very stable career and he was making a good amount of money and he had a whole family, but he wanted to start a new business. He wanted to start his own business. And as he made that choice to do so on his way home from his meeting with Jen, he crashed his car and then his daughter crashed his other car or something. And then he quite literally got hit by a bus and, but he's totally fine. So that's good. But that's right when he decided to start his business and then all of, and he quit his job. So all of that started happening. And so he was like, oh my gosh, is this a sign? But that's the sign to keep going, right? That is the testing of your faith. That is your, that is the world trying to get you to stay back in your comfort zone. And then he started making like a million dollars, something crazy like that. He was making so much money on his new business and he was living his dream life. And then this other woman, she was working on a recording studio. She was buying all the equipment. Why? The day that she bought all of the equipment, like it finished out, 
the place burned to the ground. The recording studio burned down. And then she kept going. She rebought everything. And now she is working with top artists, has the pick of her artist. She's living her dream life. Your brain will quite literally try to self-sabotage you. And then if your brain isn't doing it and it's not doing enough to keep you in your comfort zone, then energy around you, whatever that is. And so, I don't know, that really hit me. And that's something I really felt like this. So when I tell you about that, my life felt like it was falling apart. Maybe it was a tad dramatic, but it just felt like everything that I was trying to do to create the life that I wanted to live, to kind of move on with my life and move on with new chapters, felt like they were a dead end. So for example, I was interviewing for this job and I was very, very excited about it. I came wildly prepared. They were so impressed with all the rounds of interviews and I was just waiting on their decision. And I was on the treadmill one day and I got an email and it said that I didn't get the position. I that, just that pit in my stomach. So I walked outside and I cried on a bench and it seemed to be far away from everyone, but I was literally on a balcony from far away over a pool. And, but I, there was like one couple that was there and anywho, they were far away from me, but the girls saw me and walked all the way up and went into the gym and came outside and was like, I saw you crying. Like, I just wanted to make sure you're okay and give you a hug. The sweetest thing the girl could have done, but I am so embarrassed and I sobbed in my room. I was sobbing because I just felt like I'd been job hunting for months at this point. And it was finally like, okay, this is going to happen. We're supposed to move back to Massachusetts soon. And what am I going to do now? I don't have a job. I felt so lost. I felt like I had no money, no job, no legitimate place to live. Like we could move back with our parents, but that really wasn't what we wanted. And it really felt like everything was against me. Now I'm living the life that I've always wanted to live. Let me explain. I, this is definitely a part of the life that I wanted to live. It's the section, this my mid twenties. This is what I wanted it to look like. This is what I wanted to feel like. So I wanted to explain some of my tips to manifest the life that you want. And again, if you don't believe in manifestation, that's okay, fine. Then we're talking about how we're going to set those goals and how we're going to work towards those goals. They never talk in those podcasts that always say like, oh, this is how you manifest your dream life. They never talk about the consistency, even through the moments that look so bleak. And so I'm going to get real with you guys here. And so let's go. So I'm living in Massachusetts. I'm outside of Boston. And right now it really feels like a season of friends or how I met your mother or new girl. It's me and my boyfriend, Alex, and then our really good friend, Adam. I've grown up watching those shows and I've wanted to live that life of like in my mid twenties, being outside of the city and also having my friends living with my best friends and being able to be close to them. And you know, that was just a really big part of it. I got a new job. I got a job outside of Boston. And so we're going to track back to how we manifested this era. Okay. Starting from the jump, I was working in Florida and I knew we would move back to Massachusetts. I knew we would move back to New England, but I felt like Massachusetts was going to be the place. And we were going to move straight into our apartment. That was what we had in mind. That's what I was manifesting. That's what I was working towards since we moved to Florida is after the program ends, where are we going to move and how are we going to do this? And it was going to be move right back into an apartment. We were being told by friends and family that it was going to take three to six months to move into an apartment. And we were getting to like December, January, trying to figure out where we were going to get this apartment based off of kind of where either I was living 
or where I was working or where Alex was working, all of that, how we were going to find that middle ground. And we got an apartment, signed the lease the day before we moved home. It was dog friendly, two bed, two bath, and it was just perfect. The lease started the second we moved back to Massachusetts. So we were able to get off the road and literally move right into our apartment. Then for work, I was only interviewing that week that we came back. So we moved back on a Friday or Saturday, and then I had a third round interview on a Wednesday. So I was really hoping that I was going to get hired right after that interview and then start that Monday. And I was hearing that I it could take a couple weeks to get hired, and it could take a couple weeks to start on a project and how that was going to work and all that jazz. But I kept saying that I wanted to start that Monday. On my way home from my interview, I got a call saying, hey, can you start Monday? I I just knew it. I manifested that. I knew it. Let me add, driving to my interview, I was absolutely shocked because I was stuck in traffic. (laughs) Not so fun. I'm a Mainer. I'm not used to this traffic. Uh, But I was thinking as I'm driving, looking at TD Garden, I'm living the life that I've wanted. I've wanted to live in or outside of Boston since I was very, very little. I was looking only at schools for college in the city. I ended up at a school in the middle of the woods in New Hampshire. Now I'm living in Boston, basically. If I am outside of New England and I tell somebody I live in Boston, they would believe me because I'm quite literally only 10 minutes, 15 minutes outside. And I was home this past weekend. Actually, I wanted to add that I was home in Maine this past weekend and I saw my high school scrapbook. So we had this one thing when we were in high school and senior year, we had to make a scrapbook of all four years of high school. So we had to map each time out. What was freshman year like, sophomore year, junior, senior, whatever. What were your friends? What were the lessons? All that jazz. That's really not important. But the very end was, what do you see your future looking like? At the end of the book, I got almost a little emotional because I wrote at my future. What I wanted in my future is I wanted to play lacrosse at a high level. And I played Division II. And then when I graduated, I wanted to come home for two years and compete for Miss Maine and go to Miss America, which I did. And then living in the city, which I am. And even for Miss Maine. Okay, actually, we need to talk about this real quick. So if we're talking about manifestation, visualization, speaking into existence, all of that jazz. I, Miss Maine is the perfect example for this episode because when I was getting ready to compete for Miss Maine, I was like, I have to give this my all. I have to give it my 110%. Like I've been working for seven years for this. Now this is the final push. So for the, I think it was eight months going into Miss Maine, I was writing in a notebook over and over and over again. Every single night I would have I think it was three sentences or five, three or five, I can't remember. And I would write, I am Miss May in 2022. I am Miss May in 2022. And I repeat that three to five times. Then I would write, June 18th, 2022, will cha- my life will change. June 18th, 2022, my life will change. And then, same thing, three to five sentences. And then I wrote, I will cry tears of joy on June 18th, 2022. And I wrote that over and over again. That is in my notebook for eight months. So I had like three notebooks, if I'm going to be honest. And I actually want to post a picture of that tomorrow. So keep a lookout on that because I have the receipts. And then I was visualizing. So I grew up in sports, right? And I was told by sports psychologists and my uncle how successful it can be when you put your whole emotions into visualization. 
So when I say that visualizing, they would always say that you have to picture yourself on the field, like close your eyes and then what does it smell like? What does it feel like? What does it taste like to be out there? And you have to literally imagine yourself doing a certain movement. So for example, if I was playing lacrosse, like I needed to imagine myself stopping a girl and like making that contact and like how, what that would feel like, what it would smell like and get really, really into it. And so that's how into it I was getting with my visualization for Miss Maine is I was getting so into it that I would cry <laughs> literally every, <laughs> every night for eight months. A little intense, I know, but what can I say? So when I was crowned Miss Maine, from the lights, the crowd, the feeling, the seating, everything was like I had it visualized. The moment it was happening, it was like I had done it a gajillion times before. I was standing in that spot holding my holding hands with the girls next to me and I could the way that the announcer announced my name, Miss May 2022 is Madison Leslie, like the the exact cadence of her voice, the exact tone of her voice was exactly the same. And then that feeling, that rush in my chest, everything kind of went black on the edges, almost like I was going to pass out. And I was looking at the spotlight and then I was trying to find, find my friends and family, just like I did in my visualizations. And when I got the crown on my head, the whole feeling, I can't even explain it because it was just so unreal how accurate it was to my visualization. I do want to say that I mimicked the same path for Miss America, but when it came to my phases of competition that I had visualized for months, I felt exactly the same way. I had that same feeling of accomplishment, that same feeling of completion. I really felt like I gave it my all. It was really cool to see that I had pieces on my vision board that were so unreal that I put pieces of New York City that I put on there in 2021, but it was announced only like a couple months before we left that we were going to New York City. And I say that I did the same exact thing for Miss America as I did for Miss Maine to kind of say that close all the doors that aren't meant for me. I was meant to be there and feel that sense of accomplishment. I was meant to be there with those women but the crown of Miss America was not meant for me. It was meant to put me on the path for the other goals in my life that I had set out for. You have to have trust within this visualization process too. But going back on to my high school scrapbook, the rest of it is not going to be disclosed here until they become success stories, so I'm so sorry, you nosy people. And now I'm living my life outside of Boston. I'm working a new job. I'm living with my boyfriend that I'm so in love with and living by and with my best friends. And I've just had all of these things in my life written down or drawn out all down to the very details. I will create vision boards atop of vision boards. I will make lists down to the very, 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 very little details. I'm very much emphasizing that, okay? And when it came to a relationship, I wrote down a list my junior year of college. I was actually seeing someone at the time, but I wanted to write out a list of all of the details that I wanted in my person. And once Alex and I started dating years after, I wanted to see if that all kind of panned out. And I could not find that piece of paper anywhere. I, when I tell you I ripped through everything in my house, I could not find it. And I talked to my sister about it, Mia, and I was like, Mia, I have this list and I want to see if it compares, yada, yada, yada. And she was like, it is not meant to find you at this moment. And then a couple months later, I found that piece of paper. And when I tell you, that everything on that list is exactly what we have in this relationship. It is unreal. It is exactly what I was looking for. 
Some of the things on those lists were so niche too. I will give you one of them. I really wanted somebody that would help me dance, that I wanted them to get me out of my comfort zone. I consider myself an extrovert, but there are some situations where I want to do some things, but I feel too nervous or anxious to do it. And it's just, it's my extroverted skills or qualities don't really pop out in those moments, but I wanted someone that wanted to dance with me anywhere at any time. And that is what Alex and I have together, which is just one of my favorite parts about our relationship. There are many, many, but I won't list them. (laughs) He has me dance in random rooms at random times, all in public. And that is just one little detail on my list that I had written out. And I feel like that's wicked niche. And I had never shared it with him until after I found the list. So it was months later. So going into this new chapter, I'm writing down what I want to feel in this next part of my life. Now let's get into the tips. When you make your vision boards, make as many as you feel that you need. I feel like we always put ourselves in this box. that like you have to make one every new year or every new solar eclipse. I don't know. But I make it based off of what I feel like the changes that have happened in my life where the goals that I feel like need that feel adjusted to the life that I'm living in that current moment. So make as many vision boards as you want and be as specific as you can. Write down different words, write down different feelings, use pictures that make you feel something. I like to make mine very aesthetic because I feel like it makes me like it more and when you put good energy on it, that's when I feel like it's most successful. I could be wrong and if I'm wrong, hey, at least it's pretty. You already know what I'm going to say, but write down a list of things that you want and then how you want to feel when you accomplish those things or when those things are present in your life. Never be negative. Don't say like, I don't want to rush my life. Say, I want to feel present. Write those out. Sometimes I like to put them out in places where I can see it so I can constantly have that idea in my mind. Visualize, 10 out of 10, especially if you're in a performance or a competition or you have like an interview coming up, whatever it may be visualize what you want that to feel like and you have to get down to the very specifics what do you want it to smell like what do you want it to feel like what do you want to hear when you're there this can be a very therapeutic thing too like when you're taking a shower just take five ten minutes of what you want to visualize for the next step lastly speak as if it's already happened you have to change your vocabulary i know i've talked a lot about affirmations and positive affirmations but it's important that we're speaking these things into existence i always bring up one of my best friends even as kids she would speak things into existence she'd be like oh i am going out to dinner tonight and then i would talk to her mom and her mom would be like we're not going out to dinner and i'd be like well she said that you're going out to dinner tonight. She goes, no, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Then later on, I would get a Snapchat or something and she would be out to dinner. Like speaking those things into existence. Speaking as if you already have them. Being so confident that it's going to happen. We talk about confidence, like delusionally confident. That's what we want. Speak your life as delusionally confident as you want. I have always said, I'm going to live in Boston one day. Yep, I'm going to be Miss Fain. I said when I was a freshman in college, I'm going to be Miss May in 2022. And one of my teammates and one of my really good friends, she texted me when I was going to compete for my my first night in preliminaries and was like, I am so proud of you. I remember when we were only 18 and you said you were going to be Miss Maine and I thought you were crazy and that you were going to compete at Miss America and I thought that you were absolutely delusional and here you are. Look at what you have created for yourself. You are the author of your story. 
speak it into existence. One of my favorite quotes is, you have to do things you've never done to live the life you have never lived. So now if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking, this doesn't make any sense. What am I going to do? What, what am I doing now? I feel stuck. What if this is going to hurt my feelings? I don't know. If you want to live a different life or if you want to start a new chapter, if you want to upgrade parts of your life, you have to do things you have never done. You can't just keep doing the same things over and over and over again and accept, expecting a different result. So ask yourself right now, what is the worst thing that can happen if I just start writing down what I want? What is the worst thing that can happen if I just start saying this is what I'm going to do? What is the worst thing that happens if I cut out some pictures and paste them on my mirror and look at them every day? What is the worst thing that can happen? You're in the same spot that you are right now? Hmm? You have to do things you've never done to live a life you've never lived. Well, that has been the craziness that's been happening on my side of things, pure chaos, joy of being young. And in that spirit, I'm going to give you my report. So we got reading, eating, playing, obsessing, recommendations, treat. Alrighty. So reading, it's obvious, right? You're a Badass by Jen Sensenero. I absolutely love this book. I read this book probably three years ago and I, mm, that's definitely wrong, but my junior year of college, whenever that was, I read this book and I was living my best life, honestly. My life felt fantastic and recently I've been thinking, I wish I could feel the way that I felt about myself when I was a junior in college. I was so blindly confident and how can I tap back into that? Well, I was reading this book, so I'm reading this book at night. This book is so good. There's so many snippets of it that it's one, it's very easy to read and two, it just helps you think about things a little bit differently as crack some codes in my head. I love it. And then eating. I am on this anti-inflammatory diet. If you listened to last week's episode, it's going very well, but I'm eating these seaweed snacks and chomps. So good. So it's just like roasted seaweed. Sounds disgusting. Honestly, pretty good. I also really like salt. So maybe that's it. And then chomps are these beef jerky sticks. Really, really, really good. I've been playing a lot of Benson Boone. He just released a new song. Can't remember the name of it right now. So clearly I haven't been doing a good job, but I just love how soulful his voice is. It's, it's very pop, but it's got this rawness to it. I'm obsessed with it. Leading me into obsessed. I'm obsessed or obsessing over dressing for success. I started my new job and I've been going in the office every day and I'm just trying out new outfits. I'm looking business casual. I like feeling good. I like feeling powerful in my outfits. I love strutting in heels. And so that is what I've been obsessing over. Recommend recommending thrifting. I was going through a very nervous cleanliness phase for the last couple months. It's still kind of weaning myself off of it is um an OCD problem that I get very very anxious and then I'm worried things aren't clean and then I'm washing things like four or five times and washing my hands a gajillion times. Anyway, I haven't been thrifting for that reason because I've been very anxious about things being clean. Anywho, I am on the thrifting train again. It is very good one for the environment. I was thinking about that as I was shopping through that like all these clothes this is very good reuse. So it's good for the environment and it's good for your bank account. And you can find some really good styles. I've been seeing a lot that we're moving on to the mob wife aesthetic. It was just a clean girl, now it's mob wife, whatever. I feel like we need to find our own style. 
my mom has been pushing me from a young age to find my own style. And I was like, no, this is what's popular. This is what's trending. And maybe it's I'm getting older. I don't know. But I'm trying to find my old style and own style. What do I like? Not what other people want me to wear. What society is telling me that is cute. What do I like? What's that dopamine dressing? All of that. Like, what do I want to wear? And so that's what thrifting is helping me do. And then my treat is uh, Savion Blanc. <laughs> my nice little glass of wine. Uh, we went out for drinks and dinner this past Friday after my first full week in the office. We just had a nice dinner and I had my little glass of wine. And I just was thinking, wow, this is adulting. I even feel weird saying it on here, even though I'm legitimately 24, but yeah. So my treat of the week is a Savion Blanc. That's all I got for you this week. But before I go, go get some therapy, take a walk, do something you love, find your love language. All right. Treat yourself. 2024 is our year. Everyone says it, but I really mean it. And you're ready for everything that is coming your way. You're ready for what's coming ahead and you are ready to smash those goals. You're ready to manifest. You're ready to go after those goals. You are just so ready and the doors are opening for you and the doors that are not meant for you. It is not rejection, it's redirection. Trust me, it's for the best and I love our little conversations. You got it. You have everything you need inside of you to succeed. Go get it. Go after your dreams. It's time to shake your beauty. I'll talk to you later. I love you and I'm so proud of you. Bye.